Welcome to Pull Up the Tape Podcast, the podcast that keeps you connected by providing all the hottest and most current takes in the world of sports. This podcast is a full version of today's episode. Lastly, share this podcast with anyone you know that loves basketball, boxing, football, MMA, and soccer. It's greatly appreciated. Happy listening and enjoy the episode. My name is Michael DeLue. Today is Monday, April 13th. Today's episode 91, 91 of Pull Up The Tape. Oh, we are slowly but surely creeping towards episode 100, all right? Slowly but surely creeping towards episode 100. I'm really, really excited because once I get to 100, I'm about to ramp shit up. I'm about to ramp shit up, all right? So a really, really exciting weekend of sports. I don't even know. Where, I, I do know where to begin because I, I, I want to show this a lot of love on my channel and on my podcast moving forward. Um, and then, you know, I'm going to get into I'm going to get into basketball. You know, obviously, um, the NBA, the NBA playoffs started on Saturday. A lot of really, really good games. Um, yesterday, I came to my studio to uh, record instant reactions to a lot of them. But yesterday morning, the devil was working hard trying to stop me. You feel me? He stopped me, but nevertheless, we got we got right back to it. You feel me? We working. We 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 never stop working. We never not working. That's one thing about me. I'm never not working. And with that being said, first things first. First things first. Earl Spence Jr. Earl Spence Jr. versus your Dennis Ugas. We got to talk about it. We got to talk about it. Okay. So Earl Spence fought. Your Dennis Ugas for his for him and you know he put up his belt and man 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 this is I think this is Earl Spence's third fight since his car accident and every time he steps into the fucking ring he looks like a fucking bully every time Earl Spence steps into the ring he looks like a fucking bully Earl Spence is a nigga he's out I, outside and he's active nigga hey first things first he looked incredible and i'm gonna be the first to say man aside from there's only one dude that i feel like can even compete with him because outside that one dude he is too strong too fast his work rate is too high and he's just way too dominant for anybody that competes at the 147 division He's just incredible. Like, like, bro, I don't know what the fuck Ugas was thinking. Or not even just Ugas, anyone. If you if you sign the if you if you are signing the contract to fight Earl Spence, please don't think that you could just sit, stand in front of him and fight him. That's 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 a recipe for disaster. That is not how you beat Earl Spence. No one in life has ever done has ever even came close to beating him doing that. So please. Please, anyone that signs up to fight this man, please don't think you're gonna you're gonna be a unicorn and be and no, that is not it. You go, you better come, come, you better come correct, cause that's not that's not how you're gonna how you're gonna beat him. Okay. First round was very competitive. Very, that's probably the most competitive round out of the whole fight because both of them were landing jabs, um, going to the body. Ugas Ugas landed some some good right hands, some good shots too. You know, I mean. 
Yes, he got his ass beat, but he's a professional boxer, so you know he's gonna land. He's gonna land, land jabs, land shots. He's gonna come in and do, and you know, try his very best to mix it up as well. But I mean, it's it's not like it's gonna be, you know. It, I mean, it, it, it's more than just landing shots. You got to come in and actually mix it up. Your work rate has to be there. Your defense has to be there. You have to stay competitive. You have to stay busy. You have to you have to do things that honestly you guys just did not do. And I understand why he didn't do it, nigga. He's fighting a fucking. He's fighting a fucking grizzly bear in the ring, like nigga. He's fighting. He's fighting like one of the the best, best pound for pound, like one of the best. I don't. It's between him and Buck Crawford, one of the best pound for pound fighters. So you know, truthfully, I I didn't expect him to really put up put much of a of a fight. But hey, it is what it is. A minute into the second second round, Earl Spence just bro Earl Earl Spence just turned it up, nigga. He turned it turn it up. That's what he he turned it up, and then he just increased the pace and the tenacity, and it just ah, uh, it was over from there, honestly. And he, like from that point on, I was just like, this is going to progressively keep getting worse and worse and worse for Ugas. In the third, fourth, and fifth round, Earl Spence didn't even use, didn't even have to didn't even it was no secret. Earl Spence didn't even use his jab. He walked straight into straight into Ugas' kitchen and just started dominating the fight. Just started dominating the fight. Left uppercut, right hook. Just wait. Whatever the fuck he wanted to do, he was doing that shit. Whatever the one. He was in his kitchen mixing it up. And he was beating Ugas' ass like he stole something from him. It, it just, it, it, I was just watching that shit like, damn, this is, this is really, really bad. And, you know, I want, I want, I want to give Ugas some credit because even though he did get dominated, he also landed some good shots from time to time. He he got his ass beat for sure, but I mean he didn't get dominated every single minute of the fight. And there was at one, I mean he was very selective with his punches, but even though he was very selective, and because he was selective, he was able to land good punches. And the times that he did land, he actually you know he actually stunned and you know hit and and tagged Earl Spence multiple times. And there was even one time where it looked like he dazed him, but you know that didn't last long. So I mean hey and. Like I said, he threw he threw punches and you know he was effective at times, but it just it just wasn't even it wasn't enough to win. It wasn't he didn't throw enough punches to win to make to cause significant damage because majority of the time he was getting his ass beat. Majority of the time he was getting his ass beat. And look, I'm not even gonna lie. Like at the end of the fight, when I seen Ugas's face, I was just like. God, no, 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 no. Something, something for sure is broken. And that something for sure is broken because this, this don't look right. This does not look right at all. I watched the, I, I went on YouTube and watched a video where a doctor explained what happened. And in the comments, and first of all, it was bad. It, orbital fracture, all time. He was saying scar tissue, this, this, and that, like, Thank God the fight was stopped when it was because Ugas could have lost his eye. I'm like, nigga, are you, God, like, lose his eye? Because I'm not going to lie, that shit looked bad. And in one of the comments, one of the users was like, man, Kell Brook said it himself. Spence hits way harder than Bud Crawford. Spence broke Ugas' nose, his eye, his orbital bone. And she, Spence broke, Spence broke, um, Kell Brook's rib. Like, 
Spence is a monster, nigga. Like, and and what what made me what made me the most happy? Like, even outside of outside of the performance that Earl Spence put on, as soon as he won the fight, he did exactly what I wanted him to do, and he called out Terrence Bud Crawford, and. Truthfully, I'm I'm gonna be I'm gonna be 100. I, I feel like I speak for everybody. Like that's 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 where I feel like the UFC and MMA has the one up on boxing. Like UFC, you can't you can't duck somebody as good as if you're a champion or an elite fighter. You can't duck someone as good as you for years. Fucking no, for for you, you can't even do that shit for a year. You can't even do that shit for months. Like, you can't duck someone that's as good as you that wants to fight you and then wants your belt. You can't. It's not possible. But boxing, you can do that shit. In boxing, you for sure can do that shit. But first thing he did when he won is he called out Terrence Bud Crawford and said, nigga, I want the smoke. What's the deal? Let's get it done. And I'm happy because it's April. It's April right now. Maybe we could get, maybe we could get that fight in fucking November, December, something like for sure, if not, if it can't be done at the end of this year, early next year, for sure, has to be done because, I mean, I feel like I speak for everybody. It doesn't matter how many how many belts Earl Spence has, nigga. Terrence Bud Crawford is standing right there at 147. You can't call yourself the undisputed pound for pound champion if you don't take that dude out, and and vice versa. Spent, uh, uh, Bud Crawford can't say the same thing until he takes out Earl Spence. Feel me? And and then. Whoever wins the close fight, run it back. Simply put, but nevertheless, I'm really, I'm, I was, I was, I was impressed, excited. Every fight after Danny Garcia, Kel Brook, and Ugas, come on, man. Hey, Earl Spence is looking like a nigga. I, looking like a nigga, man. I, I hope this gets done, and I, I'm, I'm more than positive it will get done. Cause it seemed like Bud Crawford ain't ducking smoke either. He like, nigga, what's, nigga, what's the deal? I'm, I'm the dead homies, nigga. Who wanna fight, nigga? Who wanna fight? What's up, nigga? I'm knocking shit out, nigga. So I'm really excited, man. Oh man, I I, I love it. I love it. Whenever boxing can put can put two incredible fighters in the ring, make it happen. Let's get it done. Let's get it done. Okay, and then obviously I want to talk about this because this this is. Um, I talked about it in a, in a separate video, but I, I'm, I'm going to include it in today's podcast because it, it has to be has to be included. Has, I, I I just want to talk about it even more because why the fuck not? The Boston Celtics beat the Brooklyn Nets one fifteen to one fourteen, and I said I said it on my on my little reaction video. Man, this game felt like a game seven, and I'm I'm gonna keep saying this. I think it's incredibly unfair incredibly unfair that one of these two teams has to go home after this round. Like, I just don't think that's right. I don't think that's fair. I feel like the NBA should, I don't know, fix this type of shit. Like, I don't, I don't feel like a, uh, a team like the, as good as the Brooklyn Nets and as talented as the Brooklyn Nets should ever go home in the first round. But unfortunately, I think that's what's going to happen. But with that being said, I'm going to get into, I'm going to get into the game. Uh, great game, great game, top to bottom. One from one through eight, all all the players that that stepped on the court for both teams played. I, I don't want to say all of them played good basketball, but they all contributed to winning. Um, because the only person I can say that didn't really really play good basketball that you know everyone expected was Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant was that might be that might be one of the worst. And I'm not even I'm not I'm not gonna 
I'm not gonna sit here and rip KD like, oh, what the fuck, KD was terrible, KD, because KD's not gonna. KD is never. KD's KD's probably gonna play like that one out of every fifty games. KD's probably gonna play like that one out of every fifty games. Like that's not. Yeah, KD had twenty three points, but he took also took twenty four shots and he only made nine of them. But KD's not gonna play like that consistently, and that that's that's not that's that's just not a not something that's gonna continue to happen. But I want to get into the last possession of the game, the game winner. Two things that really, 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 oh, three things that really stood out to me. One, first thing that stood out to me was the fact that Jason Tatum, okay, we, all, we already know what the fuck Jason Tatum is about. Jason Tatum is a fucking dog. Jason Tatum is a nigga. Jason Tatum cannot be stopped. Jason Tatum cannot be tamed. If somebody said he's top five in the NBA, no discussion, no debates there. And so the Celtics force, no, Jason Tatum actually forces KD to take a tough shot, a tough three, and then they get the rebound. So they bring the ball up the court, and, you know, like I said, Jason Tatum is a nigga. He, 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 he lives for these moments. He's clutch. He's heme. He's not afraid. He's not afraid. to. He's the closer. He's the best player the Celtics have. Obviously, he wants the ball in his hands at the very last moment. He wants to be the deciding factor on, on offensive end. And there was no play called for him or anything like that. But somehow, some way, because of, of his basketball IQ and the smart player, he, rather than just standing at the three-point line and just watching all the commotion happens, he sees Kevin Durant does not have his eyes on him. So he's, he makes a play. He starts, he, he cuts towards the basket, and somehow, someway, Marcus Smart finds him, does an amazing pirouette move, and then before you know it, he's at the rim and just lays it up, and that's time. Okay. One, a shout out to him for just because truthfully, a lot of players, some players wouldn't even seek the ball in that situation, and then some, whether if they do get it, and then, you know, if they don't seek the ball and, you know, they end up not getting the last shot, they're going to pout. Oh, my God, what the fuck? Why did you? But, no, nah, he, he took it upon himself, made it a point of emphasis to get involved in the play, and then the end result, you, you, you got you to gotta be happy. And then Emo Udoka for not calling a timeout, having faith in his guys that they're going to make the right play, swing the ball, do what needs to be done to get the win, and that's exactly what happened, okay? And... The last thing that I noticed was Steve Nash. And I'm not, I'm not one, I'm not one that's I'm not one that's I, I'm not really, really critical on Steve Nash because I think I think he's a decent coach. And I think with time he's gonna become a better coach or whatever. But truthfully, only thing, only thing that I have only issue that I have with Steve Nash that I seen yesterday is the lineup that he put out for the last game. Like, okay, the Celtics didn't call a timeout, but you could have called the timeout. The shot clock is off, so you gotta you understand like okay, this is gonna be the last possession of the game. I don't think I don't think defensively Kyrie Irving should be on on the court on the last possession of the game. I don't think Bruce Brown should be on the court the last possession of the game, and I for sure as in hell do not think that Goran Dragic should be on on the court on the last possession. What? The, wait, 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 wait. This is exact. This is exactly why I I find it difficult to believe that the Brooklyn Nets are going to win the championship on the last possession of the game. You have KD who completely takes his eyes off of 
He completely takes his eyes off Jason, Jason Tatum. Kyrie, like, okay, how, how is it that no one, look, 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 oh my God, how is it that no one has eyes on Jason Tatum on the last play of the game? No one is literally, no one is looking at him. KD's not looking at him. Kyrie's not looking at him. Claxton's not looking at him. Drogic, Bruce Brown, I understand Marcus Smart has the ball. How does no one think, oh shit, where the fuck is Jason Tatum? Where is Jason Tatum? He's obviously, like, where, how is no one looking to see where Jason Tatum is on the court? This is exactly why I do not feel like the, the Nets are going to win a championship. It's, it's, it's the, 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 in the playoffs, it's the smallest margins. The smallest margins as to why you win a game versus why you lose a game. You be, can anyone literally tell me that they have supreme confidence that in, in, in a do-or-die situation, the Nets can come up with a stop, not get a bucket, come up with a stop to win a game? Do, does anyone honestly believe that the Nets can come up with a stop to win a game? Look what the fuck they did yesterday on the last play of the game. Jason Tatum is unaccounted for. No one's even looking at him. KD is not looking at him. Kyrie's not looking at him. Bruce Brown is not looking at him. Claxton. Gordon Dragic. Why is Gordon Dragic even on the fucking court? Steve Nash. Why is he even on the court? Hey, man. Like I said, the, the, this, the, this is exactly why. It, it's, it's the smallest margins. In the playoffs, all teams are good. All teams are coached well. It's the, the tiniest, tiniest things are what make, what will make and break a series, a game. Just, man, man, oh, man. Jason Tatum, 31 points. Jalen Brown, 23 points. Marcus Smart and Al Horford both doubled their season output with 20 points. Man, and then, man, oh, man, the Celtics defense, I, I, I got to give props to the Celtics defense, man, because, look, look. And then here, here's, here's another thing that I, I, I didn't mention about the Nets. The Nets, Kyrie hits a three, and the Nets are up. The Nets are up three. Kyrie hits a three, and the Nets are up three. And the last three possessions of the game, this is what the, this is what the Celtics do. The Celtics give up two layups. And get two layups on defense and get a contested three on offense. Listen to this. Listen to this. On the, la the last. <laughs> Listen to this. The last, the last two shots that the, the Nets gave up on defense were on average six, six inches away from the rim. A Jason Tatum layup and a Jalen Brown layup. And on offense, they give up. This is, what, this is what they get. They get a 25-foot Cassessa jumper. Come on now. That, that's, that's unacceptable. Like, truthfully, and, and, and I'm, I, I say, you, you, you're going to hear me repeat the same shit over again. The Nets, like, it's it just, I, I, this, this is what I see. This is what I see. This is why I feel like the Nets will not win a championship. The Nets, I'm going to say it again. The Nets are up three with under 30 seconds to go in the game. On the last, on the last two possessions on defense and last two possessions on and last possession on offense, they give up two layups at the rim. And on offense, the, the, the best look they get is a, a, a contested 
25 foot, 29 foot jumper. How how does anyone think? How does anyone think that that's 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 like what? Like people people are gonna people are gonna say, oh well, KD played bad. That's why they lost. No, they still could have won despite KD playing bad. They still could have won despite KD playing bad. Why they lost is they 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 fell apart down the stretch of the game. They gave up a layup to Jalen Brown on the other end of the floor. They get a terrible look for game. And then on the very last play, everyone on the court just forgets that Jalen, Jalen, Jason Tatum is on the fucking court. Everyone forgets that Jason Tatum is on the court. No one is accounting for him whatsoever. Not KD, not Claxton, not Kyrie. No one is looking for Marcus Smart has the ball. Why is no one thinking? Where the fuck is Jason Tatum? Let me fight. No one is looking towards Jason Tatum. And I'm, I'm sitting here watching, like, when Jason Tatum hits, hits the game-winning layup, like, okay, well, um, you can't argue with that. You do, you do dumb shit, you win stupid prizes. You do dumb shit, you win dumb prizes. How is no one, how is no one accounting, accounting for Jason Tatum? I don't give a fuck who has the ball. I don't care who has the ball. The best player on the court for the opposing team has to have two, I, I, multiple eyes on him. I don't give a fuck who has the ball. Come on now. Come on now. That's, that's, that's bad basketball. That is bad basketball. I'm telling you, man, that's bad basketball. That's terrible basketball. You, 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 I, you, you, I don't know how you want to spin it, man. I mean, the positive, I guess the positive that the Nets can take away from this game is Oh, we lost because Kyrie, uh, and Kevin Durant didn't play good. No, 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 no. Kevin Durant didn't play good, but Kyrie did. Kyrie had 39 points. Kevin Durant had 23 points. Kevin Durant, probably worst playoff game I've ever seen him play. They lost on a buzzer beater. I mean, I guess those are positives that you can take from it. But truthfully, hey, truthfully, real playoff teams, truthfully, I'm going to say it again. Real playoff teams find a way to win even when your best player doesn't play. No, no, no. Real championship contending teams find a way to win even when your best player isn't playing at, at, like a superstar, okay? The Nets had the opportunity to win the game on the last possession of the game. And even before that, they could have won the game on the offensive end. But what did they do? They gave up. They, KD takes a terrible shot for game. And then on the other end of the floor, the Nets as a fucking team don't account for Jason Tatum at all. Not a single nigga. Had eyes on Jason Tatum. I don't give a fuck who had the ball. How is nobody looking at Jason Tatum? How does that happen? How does that happen? Jason Tatum is looking like, ain't no one guarding me. Ain't no one looking at me. Off in a cut to the basket. And hopefully the ball finds me. And that's exactly what happened. With that being said, long live my brother. I'm going to keep saying this shit every fucking day. Long live my brother. Long live Pop. Long live Nip. Long live Gigi. Long live Kobe. Feel me? Whoa. I'm out this bitch.